this is the part of Bruce's show I like the most, you see, because we get to spy on other people's money and, uh, yeah, see how people have done with their money, their first experience with money, how they've grown up with money and where they are now as well. So tonight's guest is Nziwa Kedenkozi. Now, he's the head coach at the Lions rugby team and, of course, uh, 702 being a Joburg-based radio station, we all support the Lions. But the, the truth of the matter is some of us do come from the Cape, so there is the Stormers. But the Lions rugby team have been doing really well. Mziwa Kenkozi, welcome to The Money Show. Good to chat to you this evening. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for having me, and I appreciate it. And uh, good evening to all the listeners. Now, right. Okay, so talking rugby, talking money tonight as well. But first of all, let's pay, sort of paint the scene. Mziwaki and Kozi, who are you? Where do you come from? For those who don't follow rugby like some of us do, like myself, who exactly are you? Where did you grow up? And what was your first experience with money? Jeez, um, the, the short of the long is I'm, I'm a Joburg, um, born and bred in Joburg, um, I um, went to school in the south of Johannesburg, um, ended up at uh, King Edward VII School and, you know, generally known as CARES, um, studied at the University of Johannesburg. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I would, you know, I was a teacher before I became a professional rugby coach, having um, rose through the ranks. Um, and then now, now I find myself as a, as a, as a head coach at the, at the Lions Rugby Company, um, you know, you know, Joburg's team. So, yeah, in a nutshell, that's, that's who I am. Um, in terms of my first memory of money, yeah. uh, my first memory is probably, you know, we grew up in the township in Soweto in a sub, I guess you, you call it a deep cliff extension. And my first memory of money is being sent to, to the shop, to the spider shop to go and, you know, buy some milk or bread or cool drink or whatever the case is, if I'm not mistaken. That's, the, that's <laughs> sort of the first thing that comes to mind to me. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Okay. So at what point did you say to yourself, all right, I like this rugby game because, I mean, traditionally growing up, soccer is very big in our country as well, perhaps even cricket, but why rugby? Yeah, I I, I think, you know, I went to, to a primary school that really played rugby and we happened to play in a really good team. Um, I went to King Edward VII School, Kez, and, you know, they produced greats like Brian Abena, Joe Finikak, um, you know, other sporting greats like Graham Smith and, and, and those type of guys. So, you know, naturally, you know, you assimilate to that, that type of environment. And I think it helped that, you know, I think I was half decent at it, but um, yeah. I realized I was never going to be a springbok and sort of, you know, got into coaching and, you know, that, that's how, you know, that bug bit me and, and you know, I've stayed in rugby ever since. Yeah. It must be very difficult being a coach. If I look at some of the sort of the greats like Eddie Jones, he's been around. He was with Aussie and then he came and he even helped us out with our World Cup adventure. And I think he's with England now as well. Is it difficult being a coach? Is it very unstable? Do you kind of think, well, if the Lions don't do well this year, oh dear, I've got a problem. Look, obviously there's an incredible amount of pressure. I mean, you know, there's so many people who who vying for your success, and especially in a country like ours, we, um, you know, people's weekends are dependent on on how well the team does. I mean, one's only got to look at the Springboks, and when they win, what jubilation is in the pubs and and in people's homes around the fire, and, and when they lose, there's yeah. you know, absolute <laughs> despair. So of, of course there's pressure, but uh, I mean I think there's there's pressure in every other job, um, you know, that people do. It's just that it's different type of pressures. 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that because also when it comes down to sports stars, and you've seen many sports stars, and it breaks your heart, they do so very well. Have a look at um, Boris Becker, the tennis player, recently jailed because he's got bad debt and all the rest of it. This guy was an absolute star. As a coach, do you have to do the same thing, thinking, all right, I'm head coach of the Lions rugby team at the moment, but I better watch out because I might be another Boris Becker. I've actually got to go and invest my money wisely. Without a shadow of a doubt, I mean, um, this is probably the most underdeveloped part of, of rugby. We're fortunate as coaches that we probably can coach for, you know, for, for a hell of a long time. But, you know, in terms of rugby players, you know, that, that aspect, that area, those professional sportsmen, you know, it's not unique to rugby. If you look at soccer, um, look at OJ Mabizela, you know, he played for Tottenham at one stage. Yeah. Uh, and now he's, you know, so, sort of struggling to, to get on with life. And, and there's so many examples of those, I think in coaching we're a little bit more blessed. But having said that, you, you know, investing the money that you make now, um, because it's such a short career, um, you know, it's crucial so that, you know, when you retire, it's such a short game, it's such a professional sport, is such a, you know, a short tenure of, of one's life. One obviously needs, I don't want to say a fallback plan, but one needs life after pro sport, or in this case, life after after rugby. Yeah, you said you went to Kes, am I right? Yes, yes. So did your parents at some point say to you, like, Kez is a great rugby player uh, playing school, but did your parents give you that full support to say, right, Zewaki, let's go into coaching, or did they say, uh-uh, hold on a sec, do a be calm and do something else? Look, obviously, I mean, I, I went to university, studied a little bit, um, and, and, and played rugby. I mean, I think rugby paid for rugby. I, re- I received a bursary to go to Kez and and then received another bursary to go to, you know, to go and study. So rugby was sort of intertwined with, with uh, you know, a whole lot of my life. But my, my parents were a hell of a supportive and, you know, I only have good memories of them supporting me, them encouraging me. Um, my mom probably wasn't the biggest fan of me going into coaching. You know, she read yeah. up on all these stories about coaches being sacked and being fighting for, <laughs> you know. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's quite something because your parents do care about you. But I suppose, you know, you're the head coach at the Lions rugby team. I suppose you'd also have international aspirations as well. We've got our spring box. Yeah, but I think, look, I think co- co- coaching is a, is a long game. Um, you know, there's an incredible amount of pressure and, and, and expectation, you know, from a national point of view. I'm fortunate having, having coached the junior spring box. Um, for, we'll call it four or five years. So, you know, yeah. I've had a taste of what, you know, national duty looks like. But yeah, no, we, I'm, I, right now, I think I'm happy to sort of do my time and, and coach for a hell of a long time. If you look at a guy like Grassi, um, you know, he, he did an incredible amount of time, you know, the Cheetahs, the Stormers, at Munster, you know, before he really became, you know, one needs to be a little bit world, worldly from a coaching perspective before you embark on those type of jobs. Yeah, but do, I mean, if you look at Russia Erasmus, I remember him with the cheetahs and he had his disco lights and he would have his disco lights, as you know, to change things on the field. And now he's the water boy, he calls himself. <laughs> he goes out there and he does what he does. Do you have to be something like a maverick, something totally different? Is that the way to go? Look, I think it's something that works for some people. I think innovation, innovation is, is great, whether it's in rugby, whether it's in you know, in finance or whether it's in sport or whatever the case is, I think, um, you know, guys like Rassi with incredible minds, um, you know, they're able to to think about things, you know, quite ahead of their time, you know, and, and they end up changing the game 
and you know have a look at him being the water boy. It's direct contact with as a director of rugby, direct contact with the players, as opposed to via the radio, via the physios and the doctors. So you know, I think innovation is is a, is, a, is an integral part of, of what we do in rugby, and, and Rassi is one of those guys who who's probably ahead of his time, isn't he? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of people think he's ahead of his time. Some people don't agree with him. But yet, we have a Rugby World Cup in our, in our trophy cabinet. Our guest tonight is Mziwaki and Kozi. He's the head coach of the Lions rugby team. Coming back with some of your questions. The Money Show. Other people's money. And our guest tonight is Mziwake Nkosi. He's the head coach at the Lions rugby team. Mziwake, he has a lovely WhatsApp that's come and says, Hi, Ray, my son also got a bursary at CARES for his entire high school. He is now the captain of the Auckland Rowing Club. He had to choose rugby or rowing. Got his colours at CARES for rowing. Lots of champs out at, uh, coming out of CARES. Stay strong, it says, with a nice rose. And I think I, I sort of love that message because that person's quite right if you get that right start you can go anywhere and i suppose that could have happened with you as well yeah 100 percent. i mean i think i think we all know that at some point in in your life one needs a leg up and you know things like bursaries and and obviously you know people are, are, are talented with with you know varying gifts i mean in terms of a sporting or an academic um you know abilities and, and that leg up often makes a difference you know, and whether it's paying for university or whether it's that extra push for you to sort of make it overseas. I mean, like that takes the guys now an, an Auckland champion or an Auckland rower, um, um, you know, overseas. So that, that leg up and, and, you know, it makes a, a massive difference to one's life, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, it really does if you think, if you have those sort of opportunities. But that's Kes, and Kes is a great school. There's lovely schools, Jeppy, there's Michael House, there's Gray College. I'm naming all the big ones. But when it comes to sports development, if you want to become a coach, how do you get into it? If you say sitting in Soweto, say, for instance, or Mamalodi, are those opportunities there? Um, unfortunately, incredibly difficult to to get into it, and 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 there's so there's so few um, pathways, you know, so to speak, in, in becoming a coach. I think all of it is opportunity, um, you know, perhaps coaching a provincial week, um, you know, being noticed they're doing really well there, you know, one or two of the of the provincial sides, you know, having a look and seeing if they can invest in you, so that you can invest in their in their juniors, um, but. In, in South Africa, unlike other countries, um, in other countries you can you can actually study to be a coach. I think of Australia, where you can study a, a bachelor of coaching, you know, to to teach or, or to learn how to become a coach. Where in South Africa, I think the unreal pathways, you know, one's going to be blessed, you know, to work with people who understand this coaching thing. I mean, I look at myself, been blessed to work with um, Joey Mongalo as an example, who's the who's the co- blue, mm. uh, the defence at the Blue Bulls. So in South Africa, it's in real a pathway, you know, one's got to be really fortunate along the way um, to get opportunities. And like you say, these fantastic institutions like Craig College and, and Michael House and, and the like, where, you know, if, if, you're, if you're a teacher or a coach there, you know, your chances of being noticed, if you have ambitions to coach at a higher level, you know, are, are increased by virtue of the profile of those institutions. 
Yeah. So if someone's listening from, say, Kaya tonight to this radio show and they're thinking, I really want to be a coach because you're like me. I, I was never going to be a Springbok rugby player because I'm a small guy. I'm not like, you know, like uh, Victor Matfield or someone like that. But perhaps you want to get into coaching. How can you do it then? How can you get into earning money? We're talking about other people's money tonight. So how can what is the pathway into getting a salary, into getting a career? Look, the, the best thing is to get involved in a club. Um, you, you know, normally, not normally, generally clubs pay their coaches, you know, to to, to, to coach their, their age groups, the varying age groups. You know, the, the club system in, in South Africa is probably one of the best in the world, you know. So, so there's opportunity there. And, and, and obviously from there, there are provincial, provincial teams who then can pick up on, on coaches who are really talented. And, and from there, you, you know, if you progress up the ranks, you know, there's obviously, then you can turn coaching into a real profession. And, and even though we, we think it's a vocation, you know, we get paid to, to, to make players better and we get paid, paid to, to make teams win. Yeah. Know, if that makes sense. But, you know, the easiest pathway, I say the easiest pathway, the most logical pathway in South Africa is to join a club. You know, they, they, they'll reimburse you for whatever expenses that you, that you incur in terms of getting their coaching. The players, and, and from there, you know, one's got to sort of do their time and, and go up the ranks and see where you land up. It's interesting. Another question here: Do you get support from SA Rugby? And I like that question because I suppose SA Rugby would think, well, we have to up the standard of our coaching because if we up the standard of our coaching, our players get better, and all of a sudden that All Black Haka doesn't look so bad because we've got the best players. We actually do. I think um, Rassi and Jock in particular, they, I mean, they, they gave me my first opportunity at the time they were involved as the coaching Moby unit. Um, and, and they created, it's a hell of a thing. They created what we called an, an elite, elite coaches of development group. And this must have been around 2015, 2016. And they picked up a whole variety of, of coaches who I guess supposedly talented and, and we're up and coming and, you know, they put them through this process and, you know, Soru had an, an incredible hand in doing that. I think of guys like Herman Masimla and, and Nico Serfontaine. So, you know, SA Rugby are doing an incredible job at the moment in, in keeping our, our franchises and our unions, you know, accountable, number one, to getting quality coaches, number two, to getting quality coaches of colour, you know. Um, yeah. So SA Rugby in, in the last decade or so have really stepped up their game in, in, in creating a pipeline. Yeah, you know, for for our talented coaches. I've loved it though. I mean, I've been a journalist since 1994. I think I started my career at about 92. And I've seen the Springbok emblem becoming, going from being quite hated by many, some people in this country to being loved by everybody. You you get the street vendor wearing his Springbok rugby jersey. So I suppose that whole thing has been carried through because we do have a unified love of rugby, don't we? Yes, as much as we're a, we're a soccer country, we've got an incredible base of, of rugby lovers in the, in the country. And I think the more diversified the, the Springbok group is and the more successful it is, you know, is I think the more that the, the Springbok brand grows and, you know, you spoke about the, the leaping Springbok on, on the chest and, mm. and the vendors and, and, and all sorts of people. You think back to Springbok Fridays, you know, where everyone wore their yeah. Springbok jersey on that was Friday. Fun. Yeah. It's really, you know, really special. So I think it's it's a brand that's growing, and, and long may that continue. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So in five years from now, 
Mr. Waikato, where are we going to find you? Will we find you uh, coaching the national team? You did the juniors, but will we, will we find you coaching the national team? Or perhaps you'll go somewhere else. You'll go overseas and say, hmm, maybe England needs some help. Because they do. Yeah, prob- pro- probably a bit too early for me to, to get to the national team. But yeah, five years' time, hopefully, that will have left, left an indelible mark at the Lions. Um, and, and, you know, perhaps coaching overseas and having, you know, seeing what what's there to offer from from their point of view and just building my experiences, you know, to hopefully one day um, have a conversation with you with a, with a springbok on, on my chest. Ah, whether it be a lion or a springbok, it's the same thing. It's national pride. It's just, these are the sides that we support. Simzuwaki and Kozi, head coach at the Lions rugby team. Thank you so much for coming on to the Money Show. It's been fascinating chatting to you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Anna. Thank you for having me.